It's Monday. The clock shows the time. Come closer. Hear the knock on the door. Welcome to the House of Mystics. Hello, and welcome back to the House of Mystics. Tonight, as always, I'm accompanied by... Patrick. Tabitha. Lisa. Blaine. And Brandy. And tonight's episode, Misconceptions of Witchcraft. Dun, dun, dun. Because we hear so many things. Yes, so many things about witchcraft that uh, are not correct. Yes, we're not fucking evil. Thank you. (laughs) And of course, right, um, we need to clarify those misconceptions because it's important for the community to know us, at least the real us. Well, I also think it's important for the listeners because we hear a lot of things that we think, oh, I'm not doing it right if I'm not doing what I just heard. Or if I have a different point of view, I must be wrong. Exactly. And it's not. It's just that there's a lot of misconceptions out there that you're supposed to believe these things or do these things, and it's not true. And there's a lot of misinformation. Mm -hmm. And for new witches, I think, or people that are just getting into the craft, I think it's important that they know uh, the right you know, facts are, are just like things that are true and things that are not true when it comes to the craft. And they're exactly. not just light and dark. It's gray. <laughs> so let's start. I would like for at least some of us to give your own definition of witchcraft. Okay. So for me, witchcraft is uh, raising energy and having an affinity with nature. Okay, that's good. That's good. For me, it's also raising energy with the intent or purpose to accomplish a specific goal. Okay. Witchcraft is my craft, my life, and I make my rules in it. I don't follow others. It's, that's why it's called a craft. Yep. Uh, from my point of view, witchcraft is the manipulation of energy through crafting, right? Uh, With this, I'm not saying that you cannot put intentions or or just think of things. But in my my opinion, right, if you're not crafting, it's not witchcraft. My opinion, right? I agree to that to a point because I love the crafting aspect of it because, I mean, in my opinion, what is the point otherwise? But there are people that do not craft. They do magic mentally, per se. Manifestation. Yeah, yeah manifestation is one of them. Gnosis. Uh, gnosis. Just, there's several. Law of attraction. Yep, yep. Lots of different kinds that don't require actual physical crafting. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand that. Or even that. high magic. Not necessarily. There's no crafting in, in that as well. Yeah. But then I, at least my opinion, I would not identify a high magician as a witch. It would be a magician or, or a sorcerer. They, they have some areas of overlap, but yep, I, agree. Yeah, I nope. would separate it. Yeah, no, definitely there are uh, areas that things are going to overlap. And this includes other practices. Well, and I do think you can be a witch and practice high magic. Yes. Oh, of course you yes, can. Yes, you can. But if you specifically only 
practice high magic, they usually, they like to separate it go by source. Yeah, they, they, they call themselves magicians, mm -hmm. right? For example, if, if we look into chaos magic, they don't call themselves chaos witches. They usually call themselves chaos magicians or occultists or occultists mm -hmm. or occultists. Exactly. Uh, the, again, my opinion, right. And I respect everybody's opinion. The, the, my friends here and also our listeners, the word witchcraft, it says it all craft, mm -hmm. right? It's Fun stuff. exactly right. That doesn't mean that you cannot be a magician or a sorcerer because I feel like magicians and sorcerers, are more mental. Okay, so uh, our our friend here actually found. What did you find the definition of witchcraft? Uh, in the Oxford Dictionary online. Uh, so Lisa found this, and kind of makes me laugh. Kind of too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It says that witchcraft is the practice of magic, especially for evil purposes. Bullshit. The use. <laughs> of spells, right? That last part, yes, use yes. of spells, yes, yes, right? But it's not only practice of magic because again, what is magic? Yeah, each person's definition of magic is different, obviously. It's just the intentions that you put into something that uh, changes the energy in it and make something happen. The manipulation yeah. of energy to achieve a oh, desired outcome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. If I want to think, like if I say, uh, the doctors tell me I have cancer and I, in my mind, I said, no, I do not. And I change the way I think, the way I eat, the way I uh, feel about it. I maybe, if everything goes well, I can change the outcome. Yeah, you actually uh, mentioned something really important, right? A lot of people have the misconception that when witches cast a spell, they just do that. They cast a spell and they don't have anything. They just sit down and wait. And it doesn't work that way. At least for me, it doesn't work. No, it's a lot of work. If you cast a spell, you have to back it up with actions. It's not only I'm going to sit down and wait for my spell to work. No, because the more you put your energy to work, the more power you add to that spell that you actually cast. Well, that's not going to happen. If you do a, a spell for prosperity or for money, and then you sit on the couch waiting for money to come to you instead of getting off your butt and going to get a job, it's not going to work. There is work involved in witchcraft. Everything that you do requires, just like you said, you have to follow through. You have to put in the work. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the misconceptions, right? Like uh, about witchcraft. Uh, let's talk about pentacles. Uh, are pentacles evil? No. <laughs> do they represent Satan? No. 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 <laughs> no. No, actually, in different cultures, uh, you're gonna you're gonna see that the pentacle symbolizes protection. It symbolizes protection. It symbolizes the elements. It symbolizes a connection with the elements or what have you. It's spirit, very spiritual based. I heard if somebody call it a star with a circle around it. That's what it is. I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can find them downtown Salt Lake City on a church. Oh, I've seen yeah. it in the windows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's very true. Um, um, anybody wants to, um, you know, describe the difference between a pentagram and a pentacle? The star is upside down? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually... Uh, this is why there's a misconception yes. when it comes to uh, Satanists, right? And again, not a problem with the uh, uh, Satanist church with this, right? Um, but they took the pentacle and they inverted it, right? And that's how, it, you know, they acquired that symbol. It's not a symbol that was originally theirs because it wasn't. I, I believe the symbolism for that is that it's pointing down yep. to, to hell or, you know, to the Christian, I guess, hell, right? Yeah, it's something like that. It's also uh, because when you when you when you turn the pentacle around, mm -hmm. it, it's almost the shape of a goat. Right. <laughs> yes. My favorite. I'm getting thrown away with that. It yes. Never. Patrick the goat. Yes. Back. So, uh, Anybody wants to explain the difference between a pentagram and a pentacle? Yeah, so if it's the star, right, it's the pen, uh, the pentagram. But if it's got the circle around it, then it's the pentacle. That's correct. When people think the pentagram is the star with the circle. I no, it's not. it's not. Nope, it's not. There is a difference. There is a big difference, right? So um, since we're talking about, you know, uh, evil and the devil, and stuff. <coughs> um, do we worship the devil? No, no. Do we believe in the devil? We don't. No. We don't believe Most in the of devil. Us don't. Some do. I and do not past. believe in the devil. I don't. The majority of people I've met don't, but I guess there are people that do. There are that's, some. That's there are some people that do, but we well, don't care. Yeah, well, when, it, when, when you look at uh, traditions like brujeria, they do believe in the devil. Because that is kind of influenced by, uh, uh, is in, definitely influenced by Catholicism, right? If you also look into uh, practitioners of Santeria and Palo, they believe in the devil. Quite a few different folk practices as well, because it's just, it's where it originally started. Even hoodoo. From. Exactly. However, just, I think it's up to an individual person to decide, you know, and for, me, for me, I don't. And I mm -hmm. do practice, you know, that type of magic. So, but, but also witchcraft, it. as a general rule, it's not just about worshiping the devil. No, no, no. no actually, witchcraft is, uh, I want to say that uh, it's worshiping yourself, honoring yourself, worshiping nature, honoring nature, your ancestors. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with the devil. It has nothing to do with religion. The majority of witchcraft is about self-improvement, yeah. self-healing, inner work. When, no matter what path you're on, you're going to have inner work and healing as well as, you know, manipulating what's going on around you. But in order to be able to do that effectively, you also have to work on yourself. Exactly. So, it's empowering yourself yep. so you can become a better version of yourself. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing negative or evil in that. It's yeah. impossible. The problem that we that we have, um, and, and I know that nowadays uh, witchcraft have go has gone more mainstream, but uh, for those who... Who, who don't know. Um, the problem is that witches tend to be demonized. You know, like we're evil. 
and I, I believe that uh, that um, TV has a lot to do with that. So yes, much. it does. Well, it doesn't help that we love to wear black. Yes. I mean, yes. You know, just saying. Yes. Um, television depicts us as, as the characters that are evil and eat children and have warts on our noses and fly around the moon. And that are green. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, other misconception, and this goes uh, to specifically uh, new witches and people that are beginning in the craft. Please do not say baby witch. No, I won't. Thank you. I don't like that term. I hate that term. I don't like that term. If you are starting in the craft, please do not address yourself as a baby witch. You are either starting in your craft or you are a seeker of the craft. Okay? Not a baby. Okay. Do not infantilize yourself. Remember, words have power. That's why it's called spelling. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, do we agree that everything is not a sign? Everything is not a sign. Everything is not an omen. For it's example, I'm going to use an example. 1111. Right? Angel number. Yeah. Angel numbers. I, I, okay, with uh, a lot of respect uh, to our listeners and those who believe in angel numbers, I don't. I go, when I look at, at numbers, I go specifically with numerology, not angel <clears throat> numbers, right? But at some point, it's going to be 1111 in your phone, you know, in your clock. You know, we're going to have that time. So it's nothing like, it's not a sign. It's not a sign, but I will go so far to say is now it has become a energetic thought form. Yes, but that is now that there's so much energy behind it. It is now a thing. I agree with that because again, it's a thought form. Uh -huh. no, and I think that's not to say though that there are not signs. No, it's just the fact that there, there's a difference. Not everything is a sign just because it's out there. Oh, if it's a sign, it's going to keep smacking you in the face. Yeah, it's going to four twenty. <laughs> four twenty is a good number. Mm, well, no, we all like four twenty anyway. <laughs> for, well, I agree because I, I could sit and say that you know every time I see a raven that it's a sign, ignoring the fact that I have a, a whole you know group of ravens that live outside my house. Right. You know, oh, it's a sign. Oh, I got. I'm being told. No, they live outside your damn yeah. house. However, you got to look at it realistically. But however, if you live in a place where there's never ravens around, right, and it, it, it's something that uh, you know it doesn't happen and it keeps happening, then that might then be Then it's probably exactly, And it probably is. Yeah. But not everything is. And you have to be logical about things. You know, where are you at? Is it just because it's just what is happening at the time uh -huh. and not because it has anything to do with a sign? And is it the fact that your mind is just focused on that in general because you're looking so hard for something that you're going to see something? Well, I, yeah. think I also think people want validation because they witchcraft and everything around them has become so in the mind. If they see it, it can be more real for them. I so, agree, but the, the the problem here is you have to look at it logically. Yeah, that's you know, true. Am I is it actual validation, or am I looking so hard for that validation that I'm going to see it in that's everything true. I look at? And that's something they need to be mindful. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think that you all have brought incredible points because uh, 
we witches that have been practicing for years, we don't look for signs. When the signs are there, it's because they're there. We don't look for it, right? Um, and I think this comes with experience because whenever we do something, whether it's a spell, a ritual, or an offering, we know it's done. Mm -hmm. It's done in period. If I'm looking for a sign that says what I've done has been accepted, I doubted the fact that it would be accepted to begin with. That's right. Therefore, it had zero power. Exactly. It might have, you know, been sputtered out the gate, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good points. Uh, uh, I'm loving this conversation. Um, so let's talk about tools. <laughs> okay. I think the tools are a very important aspect of witchcraft, right? Now, does it mean that you have to spend thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars in buying a tool? No, no, absolutely not. You can go get a stick off of a tree. You can put intentions into that stick and you can wheel it to be your, your wand. And now you have something that you can do. And all it came off was the tree in your backyard. Yeah, you got to understand that um, um, in the old days, people didn't have money. People didn't have a, 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 a metaphysical store or a witch store or a botanica or a hoodoo shop. The people didn't have that. They didn't, right? So what they would do? They would use the elements of nature, what nature would provide, right? What nature would provide. One, for example, uh, candles. Now we have color candles. In the old days, you didn't have candles. You the, didn't waste candles. You didn't waste candles, right? And if they would use a candle, the candle was make, made of lard. Mm -hmm. No and color candles. Can? And a tin, yes. And probably some string or something along those lines. Yeah. Exactly. And they took the pieces and they reused it. They didn't, um, they were, they were poor. So they reused everything yeah. they possibly could of that. So yeah, but they, they didn't use it as spells. They, that was a necessity. Yeah. And, 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 uh, on the old days, people didn't like have like smudge sticks and things like that. Right. You wanted to cleanse your home. You use people use their broom. Mm-hmm. Use your broom and you use dirt. Yeah, dirt. You cleanse your home with dirt. With dirt. Yeah, you can't underestimate the, the elements. The the fact that nature is very powerful and it's actually, you know, a lot of times it's better to use nature. It's more effective to use nature for a spell. Yeah. And and even there are um, um, even bodily fluids. For example, your pee. That's one of the strongest Yes. Tools that you have. Yes. Yeah, they're used in the, the witch's bottles. Use in the witch's bottle. You you use also for protection. You know, that there are a lot of things that you can do that you don't have to go and spend a lot of money. Obviously, I'm not saying don't go and, and don't buy, right? If you have the 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 means the means to buy your stuff, go ahead and do. But if you shorten money, that doesn't mean you cannot do your craft. Absolutely not. I prefer for myself to use the tools that I find or that come to me. You know, if I'm looking for a specific tool, I'm going to have that mindset, you know, kind of keeping an eye out for that. And I'm going yeah. to find the tool usually, you know, 
yeah, out because, in nature or hell in my kitchen, you know? Yeah, we witches like to harvest. Mm -hmm. We do we do that, you know. Harvest, hoard, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. A life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go look for hackstones. Yeah, hackstones. We go to the graveyard to gather some uh some tools, uh walking in the woods. We, we do all that. So, you know, again, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Again, I'm not saying don't spend it. Don't buy if you like something, right? If you have the means, go ahead and do it, right? But it's not a requirement. Not in the slightest. You don't have to spend a dime. Yeah, because I see in a lot of social media, uh, especially TikTok, <laughs> this beautiful altars with beautiful things that you know that cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And that is a really really big misconception you know you can have your altar and it doesn't have to be filled with expensive stuff no not at all no you know you honoring your ancestors hey a picture give them water give them a candle and give them food mm -hmm. that's it it literally can be just a picture a candle yeah you know that can be in an altar in itself yes because again, it's, it's not energy. what you're spending, it's, it's what you're you putting, put that energy. Right. And an altar is about the space that you're setting aside for that purpose, not what is on it. It's what you dedicated to that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So this is a an old but good one. You must be gifted your tarot deck. And you mentioned something earlier. Yes. Now I've heard that the new trend is that you have to steal your first tarot deck in order for it to work for you. <sighs> no. 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 You don't ever really want to steal those types of things anyway. Yeah, that's going to bring bad energy from it <laughs> right away. If you're stealing it, you're not going to get anything. And when I got my first one, I I was uh, yeah no. You say we don't have to be gifted it, but a friend of mine gave me one that was from Stonehenge, you know, and it had I felt it the moment I picked it up and I opened it. I felt that something was it was mine, the energy just drew me into it even further and further. And when I bent one of them, I felt a pain in my stomach. I was like, I was really sad because one of them got bent by accident. And that's mm -hmm. when I know that that card, that deck of cards was mine. And then when I got my second one and I started, you know, it was an old, uh, a, uh, I'm trying to think of what it was. It's just a, it was just a really old deck and I found it at the store and it just, I it was behind all the others and I just looked at it and it was a handmade one. And I was like, Ooh, and I, it, I was drawn to it too. So it's like, I think that if you find something and you just go past it and you you put your hand out, something's going to pull you to the cards that you're supposed to have. You don't need to steal it. You don't need to be gifted it. I think that the card itself is going to pull yourself into it and want to choose. You two are going to choose each other with the energy that's been drawn to it. Yeah, that 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 is definitely how, you know, a lot of people uh pick their cards right now that doesn't mean that if somebody gifts a tarot deck to you you should not accept it 
that doesn't mean no absolutely that's given with love exactly exactly but you don't have to be gifted your first tarot deck no that doesn't make sense right it really I've heard people waiting and waiting and waiting because they really want to practice tarot, but no one's given them a deck yet. Go buy one! Shit! What are you waiting for? Yeah, you just go buy one. You just go buy one. Uh, and, and this goes... And it's interesting because it's just with tarot. You don't see... No, you have to be gifted your first pendulum. You don't have to give, be gifted your first runes. Your, any other tool of divination. It's just tarot. And tarot is basically a new... You know, when we look at the years of divination... Tarot is basically it's one, of the newest. it's one of the newest, right? Right now, you know, you have other types of divinations that you don't require to be, you know, someone giving you something. Wait till TikTok gets a hold of it, then you will. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah. he brought up another good point that I would also like another myth is you don't have to have a brand new deck. No, you don't. I love old used decks that I find. Yeah. Those I collectors, somebody else's old decks, whatnot. I love those. Yeah, my first deck um was actually gifted to me. Mm-hmm. Somebody stole it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. There's two <laughs> the irony in this. Yeah, I know. Um, but it was uh an Egyptian tarot deck, right? And it was gifted to me uh by someone in um in in Puerto Rico. Um and uh it was an Isis, no uh an Egyptian tarot uh tarot deck that was in the Wiccan temple of Isis. Mm-hmm. Right? So I really, really, really loved that deck. Mm-hmm. It was stolen. I actually started looking for that deck online, and that deck online was like $350 because it was an old deck that mm-hmm. is not no longer uh in production. Right, um, and it hold, and it still holds a special place in my heart. But that doesn't mean that because of that, I'm not going to look into other decks, right? Because I saw a post today of someone saying, "I've been, I have my tarot deck for I don't know how many years. I don't remember right now." Um, and it's old, and I'm, I'm I'm looking for another tarot deck because I'm going to dispose of this one. You don't have to have only one. No. I think I got six. <laughs> yeah, and, and for example, some people actually dedicate their tarot decks to different practices, you know, divination, to talk with the ancestors, to talk with the dead, yeah. and things like that. And sometimes you may want a different deck for a different type of question that you have, mm-hmm. just because maybe you want a relationship deck for a relationship question. Exactly. You know, just whatever one you connect to, really, for mm-hmm. for what you the work that you're doing. Oh yeah, I, I like what Tabitha says about her decks. <laughs> I what have a Tabitha mean, says. I have a mean deck and a nice deck. <laughs> so usually the ones, the people that like things more blunt, I use that deck, and the ones that don't, they need it kind of easily said to them. I can use that one. Yeah, it's exactly true because some hit harder yeah, than yeah, others. Yeah, and I will tell them this is. I'm using the nice one now, okay? I can tell them ahead of time because I because the other decks slammed them too much. So I said, okay, now I'm going to use the nice one to help you out. Yeah, again. God, I love you. Again. <laughs> with this, we're saying also that decks have their own personality. Absolutely. They exactly. Do. Yep. All right. So let's move along. Move along. And... Uh, 
Um, I think that this is a good, good point also, right? Because we see this a lot on social media. Are Wiccans only love and light? Lisa, why don't we drive this one? <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Just because Wiccans believe and they um, don't hurt, you know, do as you will, so long as you don't hurt anyone, does not mean that we're not going to defend ourselves. If somebody comes at your family, you're going to do what you need to to defend yourself. You're going, and the thing is, is magic isn't light or dark. Magic is energy, and it's the practitioner that puts the intent into it. Yes. We can believe in, yeah. And we can believe in, you know, we don't want to hurt others. If now somebody gives you a reason, then, you know, you have the right to defend yourself. And that's a big misconception. I think everybody's like, oh, you know, they, they mistake kindness for weakness. And it's not how it is. Wiccans aren't uh, weak. They are just trying to be good people. You know, trying to honor nature, trying to not hurt anybody, trying to, I feel like like attracts like, so we just, you know, have good intentions. So you would say that Wiccans try to be more balanced? Yes. Okay. I love that. Okay. Okay, I have a question for you, Lisa. Okay. So... Do weekends curse? <laughs> if they feel like it. <laughs> okay, is that a personal choice or is that a choice as a group, would you say? And I know you can't necessarily speak I, for others. I can't others, speak for but... other weekends, but in my opinion, you know, cursing isn't hurting anybody anyway. Words, you know, are words. And if you're talking an actual curse, like a hex. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, yeah, I will defend myself if I need to. Like I said, yes, absolutely. I mean, it is not my intention to hurt anybody. However, if you come at me, yeah. We're going to put I'm you in the to. damn dirt. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, um, which brings me to a point that it goes, you know, for everybody here. Are we happy hex? No. No. No, not at all. Do we hex just because we don't like someone? No. Yeah. No. Will I hesitate to hex when it's necessary? Absolutely not. But do I go around doing it all the time? Absolutely not. This is why I want our listeners to also understand. Curse also requires energy. Very much. Work. Emotional energy an intention, right? And it definitely, uh, um, I don't want to say that it takes a toll on us because it's, that's not the words that I want to use, but it definitely uh, lives, leaves like, you know, maybe a scar when we're doing a curse, right? It's a lot and, of negative energy. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. That's not because of the curse, it's just the energy we're gathering to, to do the curse, mm -hmm. right? Um, do we really think that people are so important? No. No, no, we don't. When we curse, we do it because we probably have tried to you 
try to 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 use or do things on the mundane level first for me my time is valuable and everything that i do in a day means something it has to be pretty bad for me to take that energy and take that time to create that curse or send a curse to someone it has to be really important for me because i don't have time for it yeah and believe me when sometimes the placebo effect is a lot more detrimental yes it is i don't have to curse you for you to believe that you curse right right and this is how a lot of witches are you know oh and again I'm referring to a lot of the, the witches on social media. Oh, I'm going to curse this person. Probably they didn't do nothing. Do you remember when they were going to curse <laughs> the moon? Yourself? Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun time. Yeah, they were going to curse the moon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They mm. did. They did a big – they got together on social media and did a giant hex or curse that the moon. was – you don't want to mess with the moon. I mean, period. number one, know, but do you really think it did any good? No, do you not really at think all. it even did no. Nothing. No. Not at all. But a waste of energy. for someone to even think that. Yeah, well, another thing that 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 I think that our listeners uh should also know is that usually when we do a curse, it's because of justice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yes. It's kind of like the second amendment. I mean, you're not going to use it unless you know you need to because you your life is at stake or you, you know you're in danger but like attracts like you don't want that negative energy anyway unless you don't have another choice I right think. that's right right because bringing up that kind of energy within yourself it does it takes a lot of work and it's heavy and it's intense so afterward i mean it it, it has to be something that's worth it and then you have to figure out how to get rid of that. You yeah. have to know how to get rid of that energy in a productive way or it's going to stay with you. Yeah, because when we are doing a curse or a hex, right, uh, we have to put ourselves in a very negative space. Yep. And, you know, sometimes we need to bring anger, hate, all that up. And that, uh, as an individual, affects you spiritually and emotionally. It's toxic to us. And before you know and after you perform the curse like you said brandy you need to get rid of that energy right you cannot stay with it right and if you don't it's going to continue to draw to you rather than to whoever you sent it to if you don't get rid of that from within you you're going to be bringing that to yourself well it's also easier we don't need to curse anybody we can literally use positive energy and change the life around that person so <laughs> like that. we can um, if that person that's called passive aggressive cursing. No, no. <laughs> we can change it using great no. energy and say the the asshole is against us, and we we instead of wanting to hurt him or put him in a jar and make his life a living hell, he loses his job. That sounds like what, fun. I know it is. It sounds like fun. Make him lose his job, and he goes dead ass broke or whatever. We could change all the uh, energy around this person and which would not draw and make us weak or wear us out and that person's life could change and we didn't have to do nothing we to him we the people around him changed no that that, that that's a fair point because uh a couple of months back 
Uh, somebody came to see me for working. Uh, they wanted to get rid of someone. And when I say that, I'm not talking about dying or killing. I'm talking about removing, removing that person from their home, right? Um, and I remember that the spell that I did was a spell of success for that person. For that person, and that person, and that person was successful, and that person moved, moved to Hawaii. Absolutely, that's yeah. what. That's a kind of sometimes the tendency I take when I do my hot foot work is I'm not only getting rid of the person from my life or the situation that I have, but I'm also giving them a reason. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you got to give them a carrot. So if you have to give them that benefit to their life yes. to encourage them to go. Otherwise, they're, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder energetically, but it's kind of like it, it bridges that gap. Yeah, because you don't understand what you're doing a spell. You got to look at the end result. What is the end result that you want? And They're how not. is and how is the better way to do it? Mm -hmm. Right? Not because, oh, this person deserves, uh, I want this person gone. So I'm just going to hex them so they can leave. That's just mm -hmm. ego. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Ego. That's not anybody getting anything out of it. Yeah. What What is the easiest way to do that? Give them success so they can get the hell out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And positive influence, positive energy goes a lot further than negative. It can. It can. Sometimes. I mean, negative. it's easier. It's easier to do positive than it is to do negative. I feel. Well, no, no. I, I agree with that to a certain point. Why? Because for you to bring a lot of positive energy means that you have to be in a very positive space. And I'm not saying that we are not in a positive space here. But to the other practitioners out there, you know, if they are uh, going through something very difficult, right, and they want to get rid of someone, it's really hard for that practitioner to give that person a blessing so they can leave because mm -hmm. they are not um, um, in the it, right headspace. Yes, right. Um, so I, I I get it, and I I do agree. You know, sometimes positive energy goes a long, long way, but when it's in certain situations negativity would be easier for some sometimes negativity does pack a bigger punch yeah and and it hits a little bit harder but it's not always i want to say as it, it has a sometimes can be not quite as long lasting if that makes sense yeah makes sense makes yeah. sense makes sense so this is a fun one do all witches go sky clad no, no, I said no, no, no. Ain't nobody no. want to see that. No, uh, well, nobody want to see that. For our listeners who wants to explain what skyclad means, naked, go out there and dance around the fire, all completely naked. Hell oh yeah! Look how how no, did I? Naked. No, not happening. Ain't nobody want to see that. Not not happening. Oh hell yeah! Nope, nope. But I want to see your jiggly bits. I want to see boobs. Stop. <laughs> no. Now there are practices that do believe in skyclad. There are. Like uh, there's the Gardenarian yep. Wiccan practice where they do like some groups do like to practice skyclad. But not all witches. Not all. And most probably I would say don't do that. Yeah, the majority the majority <laughs> of witches. The majority of witches don't do skyclad. They don't do. Yeah. Um, I think we should maybe kind of give an idea of why the purpose of going skyclad is so that people don't think that it's just, 
a bunch of people want to get naked and dance around fire. Well, and, there and is a the purpose time, to even it. with the gardening practice, I, I do believe that it's you know you you've been there for a year and a day. You've gotten used to everybody. It's some it's a choice. It's a personal choice that you don't have to do um, unless you feel comfortable. You know there are certain groups that prefer that, but you will get to know that group and you will decide mm -hmm. if that's the right path for you. But it's always consensual adults and it's never, you know, forced upon anyone. Yeah, and I, if it is, you better run. Yes. That's not safe. The, per the purpose behind going sky cloud to remove all barriers between you and nature and energy, basically, yeah. is the, the thoughts behind it. But it can and has been many, many, many times used in ways that are completely inappropriate and completely predatory. Yes. So it's, you have to be very careful, you know, in that kind of a situation. And if it's something that feels predatory or feels just slimy, don't go in here. Yeah. That's why, uh, um, again, like Brandy said, um, if someone, you know, if you are in a coven or with uh, a group of people that decide to do that, you don't have to. This is nope. not a must. And if they say that you have to to be a part of that coven, I wouldn't recommend being a part of that coven. And then you contact us and we hex them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe I was joking seriously. So let's yeah, continue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's continue. Do all witches wear black? I do. I mean, I love black. I love but, no, I, I no, love the aesthetic, no, but no. No. <laughs> no, but that's what I prefer. I, mean, I actually wear white too. Yeah. Blue. So there is a misconception that because you were, you know, if you're a witch, you have to wear black. No. No, because in different cultures, different religions that practice witchcraft and brujeria, palo, santeria, that whatever you want, and even in high magic, you need to dress in white. Yep. Sometimes you need to dress in blue, mm -hmm. and depends on what spirit you work with. You that's the color you dress with. Now, if you're working with astrological energies, you would want to wear that um, correspondence that matches with the planet. That would help the energies flow better. Well, and there's color magic. You could incorporate color magic into your wardrobe as well. But I want money. I, I dress green. Bright ass colors. I, I don't like green. I'm sorry. You want love, you wear what? Pink. Red, pink. Well, Depending. for me, for Depending. me, red passion. is passion. Yeah. Passion. Passionate love. love. Okay. Passionate love. And you can combine it. You know, you can wear pink, red, and green. You're not gonna you, you're gonna look you funny. Look like <laughs> yeah, but you know, you are you can actually incorporate all that. So yeah, not all not every witch. Uh, um, um, and it's Pride Month, so you can wear all the colors. And, um, people, <laughs> yeah, people are creative. They can come up with some really good designs with it all. Yeah, but if you're a man. You can just wear a tie. Yeah, there you go. No, no, uh, I get it, but no, not all witches wear black. And you, we see all this aesthetics in social media and videos and stuff. And you, you know, like they are all dressed in black. And again, and usually it's kind of like the younger. I don't know. I'm not that young. Oh no, I know. What I mean is that you know the aesthetic that because yeah. you look a certain way and you dress a certain way, you a witch. Right. No, no, no. That's not it. 
Okay, so are all witches women? No. no. I don't know. Are you a woman? <laughs> no, I'm not. Are you a woman? No. Are you a woman? Now, you can identify as whatever you want. I have nothing against any of that. Yeah. I'm just saying that I have... I have not, no. Witches do not have to be women. Yeah. And men In, witches are not warlocks? No, they are not. Oh, hell no. no. Oh, hell no. No. Um, but before we go to that one, Blaine, um, <laughs> um, in, 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 in different cultures, you have brujos and brujas, mm -hmm. right? And that means witches, mm -hmm. you know, um, but that's just the way that it used in that culture to describe anything with an O or an A in, in Spanish. Or in because we have feminine. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what I mean with this is that. Witchcraft doesn't have gender. No, none at all. It doesn't, but I do. Um, I've read that in cultures, ancient cultures, they only believe that either women would be able to see or do spells and men would do other things. And I think that could be a reason people think that now, but I've read that. Yeah, there are, there are different traditions that you're going to see that, uh, for example, uh, uh, a woman uh was the one that it was in charge of divination and things like that and then you have the male that it would be more of a healer or yeah. vice versa yeah. you know but again when you look in other cultures like the the the, the hispanic and latino community you, you you look at them and you have curanderos curanderas because it's like you know healers and you you see this in in every aspect of of the uh, of the Hispanic and not only Hispanic in, in, in different cultures when it comes to religion. Because if you go specifically to uh, the Orishas, the majority are men. That doesn't mean there's no woman. It doesn't mean that, but the majority are men. And this happened more in like the Hellenistic era in 1400s 1500s and tribal magic and things like that. Mm. And okay. in Rome. And yeah, so let's address what Blaine said. <laughs> the warlike thing. The, um, anybody has an opinion of what a warlock is? No. So depending on the culture, a warlock would be some uh, uh, would be someone that betrayed their coven. Really? That's what some I cultures, here. not every culture, not every path or journey believes that interesting yeah but i've seen that too yeah but it, it's it's again some cultures right now also in other cultures a warlock it's definitely a male magician not a male witch that is the difference there But a lot of people think, oh, no, I'm a warlock. Uh, no, you're not. Yeah, if you're practicing witchcraft, you're a witch. Yes. Well, I, I mean, I guess it kind of is up to each person what they want to identify as. That's true. No, we that, can't tell somebody yes. that they can't identify as what they want. That's not our... No, 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 no can't I can't, but I'm talking historically. Historically is one thing, right. But yeah. if somebody chooses to adopt that title, I mean, they can. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. not going to sit in here tell them they're wrong because that's not my place. Exactly. But we all agree that we have 
which is that are male, absolutely, female, or whatever you identify yourself, whatever as. you identify as. Okay, so are all witches part of a coven? No, no, no. No, we have solitary witches. Absolutely. Right? They 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 practice on their own. Right? Uh, the in the old days, a coven was more centered around family. It was not something that it was like open to everybody. You could you could marry, get married into the coven, right? Nowadays, it's obviously it's different. That, you know, a group of people can come together um, as a family, and you know they can welcome others, right? But not all witches are in covens. Um, Do do you think that all witches read tarot? No. No. Are all witches psychic? No. 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 No, they're not. Um, um, are all witches pagan? No. 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 no, because you have again the practice of brujeria, and that is very tied tied to Christianism, specifically mm -hmm. Catholicism. Yep. Right, and this is something that bothers me a little bit. Not with what you're thinking. No, it bothers me because I do hear a lot of people saying, no, there's no Christian witches. That is untrue. There is Christian witches. And there's actually Christian, a Christian witches group here in Utah. And they are absolutely valid. Yes, they absolutely are. Absolutely valid because the Christian pantheon is simply that, another pantheon. Yeah. And, and who is somebody to say that that one is wrong, but theirs is right. Yeah, but then if you say there's no such thing as Christian witches, you invalidating brujeria mm -hmm. in different parts of the world hoodoo do. folk magic all of the above yes Wiccans too because wicca is a religion and the witchcraft is the craft mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so yeah there are christian witches there, there are there. and if you look at catholicism they're filled with rituals and spells uh-huh well yeah where the hell do you think they stole it from oh yeah us mm. well not us but you know witches are the vast the other us the other Our ancestors <laughs> Yes. So going back to the devil, have we made a pact to the de with the no, devil? Oh no, my not. God. Which brings me to a question. Can you sell your soul to the devil <laughs> if you're a witch? You cannot. No, you can't. No. One, because why? Do we believe in the devil? No. no. No, we don't. No. Second of all, if your soul is gone, you're dead. Exactly. Sorry, you're dead. Yes. Your soul is yours. It cannot be taken from no. you. Yeah, it can't. It's energy. You're, That's you, who you are. Yeah, the soul, your soul is actually what connects you to the universe and nature and everything else. Okay? For a witch, let's just say that a witch sells her soul that means that she has no power because your connection is lost right but now that it's, that it's so impossible hypothetical. Like, yeah yeah it's impossible <laughs> right um do witches have familiars meow mm. a cat oh. <laughs> no no <laughs> no you we all have cats. We all have pets that we love <laughs> dearly. 
and that we yeah. are very close to and that we share a common space and a common energy with, but it's not a familiar. Just because you're casting a spell and your cat walked in doesn't mean you're familiar. Because cats will be attracted to energy. Dogs will be attracted to energy. Mm -hmm. So obviously you're doing a working, a ritual, a spell. They're going to walk in. They can walk in. But that doesn't mean that, again, and I'm not trying to tell you, don't call your pet a familiar. I'm not trying to tell you that. We are not doing that. Right? But if I look at what a real familiar is, it's not a physical animal. It's not a physical entity. It is more a spiritual one. I think it's it's become very common for that to be the thing. So everybody says, oh, this is my familiar, just because of something that has been in. And bewitch. <laughs> it's just been passed around for so long. Yeah. Know, that that's just a common thing to do now. Yeah. And again, if you feel like you have a cat or any kind of pet and you feel like that pet is your familiar and you want to address it that way, fine. But historically speaking, spiritually speaking, it's not. And I know that a lot of people are not going to be happy when they hear this. But at least, uh, I, at least my opinion, I think, is the truth. Um, so what about a witch's mark? Do the, the, the witches bear a mark on their body only the one that my my little toad sucks on oh my gosh <laughs> you remember that yes. show <laughs> i love that show yes. salem yes yep so no right we don't have a well i mean we we put them on ourselves maybe like a tattoo if we want it's not any more than any other human right I don't know. I see these things on, you know, you see them on Facebook or you see them on TikTok or whatever that say, yeah, if you smart. have this particular physical characteristic that you must be a witch. Yeah, you yeah. have an ex. If you, uh -huh. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. The majority of human that. beings have those characteristics. Yeah. I think everybody's going to look at it and say, oh, God, I have one. Wow. So, so yeah. So for those who have seen these videos, if you look at palmistry, the lines of your palm will never determine if you're a witch or not, ever. Nothing <clears throat> can determine whether you're a witch or not. No. Except yeah. you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this brings me to another question. Okay, I have one after that. Go ahead. If it is the same question. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are witches born or made? Exactly. Both. Both. Witches are born into familiar, you know, family lines of witches or history, you know, or you can make a decision or you can find your path at any point in your life. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not determined. Yeah. I agree. So my question, do you have to identify as a particular kind of witch? No. no, to me that means you're you're limiting yourself. Absolutely, I had I heard a somebody say to me once, "I hate that I'm a fire witch because I can't practice in my my apartment." That means you're putting a label around. I, exactly, yeah. I was I was so so confused by what I was like. How do you how how would you want to limit that yourself like that? 
you know, or say I'm, I'm a kitchen witch. I only do, you know, you're limiting yourself to only doing those particular kinds of magic. Yeah. I love, no, actually, let me rephrase that. I hate, I hate, I hate this, how society today has to find a title for everything they are exactly. or everything they do to segregate themselves from everybody else. You know, we're all doing the same thing. We don't have to separate ourselves with a title. That doesn't mean you can't identify as something. You can, but I think... But you don't have to limit yourself to that. Right, and and don't use it as a, a way to segregate yourself from other people around you. Well, that means that I will have almost all the titles. I mean... That, but we all would. We all will, exactly, yeah. because I, you know, we're not limiting ourselves. But if no. you limit yourself to one particular path or one particular style or whatever yeah for, you're stuck yeah for example I, I have people that ask me well so what kind of witch are you and I'm like if i will put a name i will be a traditional why because i follow my family's practice and i've grown through it but i can work with the dead i can work with the kitchen i can work with whatever right you limiting yourself like you said just to one style of magic you know, and, and I, at the same time, you hear people saying, I hate labels. And yet they put labels on themselves. Over and over again. Over and repeatedly and repeatedly. And I'm like, come on. It's just, just be, just do the thing. You don't have to identify the thing. Yeah, do this, the thing. This is why I like the word practitioner. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it, 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 it covers everything. Right. I'm a practitioner of what? Well, witchcraft. I, I do different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, does witches have a dark Bible? <laughs> I've actually never heard that, but no, we don't. No, no. I have a regular Bible. Does that count? Because mm -hmm. I mean, we, we can reuse it. That it's some spells came out of it in the Psalms, so we use Psalms. So I mean, it's not dark. It's a leather-bound book. It's a little dusty, and it's you know, it's just a yeah. And if you want me to be honest, again, no hate to Christians or Christian witches. There is a lot of darkness in the regular Bible. The Bible it's is terrifying. actually a spell book. Oh yeah, it is. And there's a lot in there that can be used in spell work. Yeah, oh, yeah. I actually heard that they were banning the Bible in some schools. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna. <laughs> If you look at Revelations, that is quite terrifying. Yeah, it can be really terrifying. There's so many, but within the entire Bible, there's many, many, many spells. Yeah, many spells and, 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 and different uh, uh, books of the Bible, mm -hmm. different ones. Yep. So let's see. All witchcraft is white, is black magic? No, no, no. Lisa brought this point up earlier. Witchcraft is energy. Mm -hmm. The intention you put behind it is where you're going to get dark or light. If you want to call it that, which I don't. Eh, how do we call it? How do I, I, it depends. It depends on oh, who you are. Okay. I mean, I don't call it either one. I call it drawing the in the energy. What I'm doing. Yeah. Um, um, and in some traditions, it's called the left hand path and the right okay, hand path. Right, right. It is. Yep. Right. The right hand path being uh, white mm -hmm. magic or light magic, mm -hmm. and the left hand path being more a darker right. aspect of things. But the energy <laughs> magic, the energy that, I, that that we use and we raise, 
doesn't have a polarity. Right. It is. That's it. It just simply is. Yeah. What we make it do is on us. Yeah. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to give our listeners a good example, right? Let's take Earth, the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm not even look at Earth as a deity or a spirit, the planet, right? When the planet has an earthquake or a hurricane or a storm, is it evil? No. No. It's, it's, it is. It is. <laughs> exactly. Magic is just like that. Yep. Just like that. We just give it the intention mm-hmm. when we are doing the working, depending on what we're doing. It's us that creates the the the, the polarity. polarity of the energy. Yeah, yeah, and, and and not all energy is negative, or magic is negative, right? Um, in in the sense that you have a lot of like, let's use the Christians for example. What is a miracle? It's energy that was manipulated it, it is prayed for or exist, which is a spell yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's a whole nother topic anyway so basically it's just energy exactly the same yeah that's same how is it that you know when a witch does it is evil but when a christian does it is not right it's like psychics supposedly not all witches are psychic but if you're a witch and you're psychic you you know again Like, oh, you should not, you know, play with divination. That's evil and that's uh, a sin. And what are prophets? Psychics. Psychics. People who are in tune with with spirituality, with with the divine, what have you, what you want. Yeah, and I'm going to give you a famous one. Lorraine Warren. She was a devout Catholic. Mm -hmm. And she was a psychic, a clairvoyant. Nobody demonizes her no. because she was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, can witchcraft make you all powerful? <laughs> In your head. We wish. <laughs> Depends on how big your ego gets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, witchcraft doesn't give you supernatural powers. Witchcraft gives you a helping hand. Yeah. Basically, that's about as much as you can get. You I know, like you can... what you said earlier, though. Which part? The witchcraft. My mouth was always running. I say a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, when you said that witchcraft, it's inner work. It's working with yourself, you know, to become a better version of yourself, to become a better, a better self. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the kind of power that witchcraft gives you because yes. it gives you the power of freedom, mm-hmm. spiritual freedom. Right. Uh, but no, you cannot be all powerful. No, because if, if you... someone tells you they are or makes you feel like they are or they have power above you, that's just their ego trip that they're trying to manipulate. Oh, yeah. I with. saw a TikTok of someone saying that she was the most powerful witch in the USA. Oh, my God. Oh, I think I might have actually seen that. She was sitting in a chair. Yeah. Somebody yeah. was questioning her. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. Wow. Everything that she said was so wrong. I, I, I couldn't even finish it. I was just like, mm, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's just pure ego, and that is a red flag and run. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, can witches fly? 
in our dreams. Well, let's talk about that. Absolutely no, maybe let's go. Uh, there you go. Depends on what we use. 420, baby. There are multiple things that we practice in witchcraft that could be labeled mm, loosely as flying. You know, astral travel is one. Mm -hmm. uh, flying ointment and different things like that as those kinds of things. But at, can we physically fly? Mm. No, no. You know, gravity's a thing. Yeah, gravity is a thing. thing. We are and human. My ego has not gotten me to oh, the point where I can defy gravity. So no, no, there's no flight. Maybe if nope. we go to space. Yeah, if we go to space, I'm ooh, gonna be different. Ooh. We can oh, <laughs> first witch going to space and flying. You don't know. Maybe other people were a witch that went. Well, yeah, you never know. That would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, but understand the uh, under spell work in space. Oh, that would be awesome, right? Spellcrafting with that the would stars. be the most powerful, the most powerful moon water ever. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would directly from the moon. Yeah, directly from the moon. Um, but yes, we just can apply that. That that's like a really ridiculous idea, right? I wish that it was that way. That like Harry Potter, that I can buy the Nimbus two thousand and go fly in my broom. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a. Uh, a basis of where this comes from. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's necessarily podcast material. No, but <laughs> it, there is a basis of where witches started flying from, but it never actually—they weren't leaving the ground. Let's just put it that way. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but like you know, Tabitha said, you know, um, if, if we talk about more spiritual aspect of that, you know, astro travel, mm -hmm. spirit journey. Yes. Those are different things that are not physical, but are energetical and spiritual that we, yeah, we can definitely have a, a way of flight, mm -hmm. right? And also, uh, you know, we have the flying ointment mm -hmm. that is not, that allows you to fly. It just helps you connect better to the spirit realm and with your psychic abilities that that's a completely different thing. Right. Um, yeah, I think that uh, we, you know, we could keep talking about different things. So many different things. Yeah, so many misconceptions. Oh, oh yeah, so many, so many, right? Uh, but I think that we can wrap this up, right? And we are going to make some announcements. Uh, you wanted to say something, Lisa? Uh, I was just going to say maybe we could encourage our listeners that if they have any questions or if they have any comments, to put them down. Um, please interact please. with us. That would be great. I would love to have somebody actually ask questions to give us conversations to talk about. Yeah, or yeah. Just teach us something if there's something you know that we didn't cover or something that you wanna, you know, teach us about. That that would be great too. Why don't we put it out to on the podcast for everyone to comment that the craziest misconception they've ever heard about witchcraft? Yeah, oh, I would really love that. What is the greatest misconception? about witchcraft that you have ever heard. Right. I would love to read those comments. Yes. yes. We will love it. We'll have an episode number two and we'll go over them. Oh yeah, that would be awesome. I think that, that would be awesome. It would be really funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Just remember, if you are with a group and you feel uncomfortable and you if anything they're asking you to do, just be careful and, and just go with what your stomach says. Yeah, just your yeah, and use your best judgment. And if you feel terrible or they're trying to make you do anything, just leave. And you, there's so many of us out there that are, you know, just like us, that are just, you know, free thinkers that love people and then we're not out to try to make you, you know, do things. 
um, just look for those and you can um, have a good time. You don't have to worry about what you're doing and uh, be and do feel like you're doing something wrong. Yes. So um, we have some things happening this week, That's right? Right. Mystic Frogs grand opening this weekend, Friday the 9th and Saturday the 10th. On Friday, we have several free classes. We have, let's see, what are you, you're doing a class on? Uh, sacred Space. Sacred Space. You're also doing a uh, path working, a path working. guided meditation for past lives. Past lives. Um, we are having... A and that night we're having a sound bath. Sound bath, yes. Saturday we're having a psychic fair from let me say it was from 10 to 11, 11 to, to six. six. Psychic fair where we're gonna have four, five, six different. I believe, readers. I believe we're six. Yeah, we have some great readers that are available. So if you want to come in and check out who's going to be at the shop, maybe find yourself a good reader, maybe just get a reading that you haven't had in a long time. Come on down. And then Saturday night, we're going to be having a drum circle free. Yeah, but we're also going to have uh, healers. Yes, we also have Reiki. We have some Reiki available on and Saturday. Raffles. And great raffle. Ooh, guys, you should see the, you should see what's in these raffles. Oh, Come on down and check it out. The address. 650 North Geneva Road in Orem. Utah. Utah. Yep, sorry, guys. You can't come if you're, well, I guess you can. Get on a damn airplane and come down to see us. It's worth it. Yes, yes. The farthest person out gets a prize. Tell me where you're from, you get a prize. The farthest one. Yes, uh, and uh, we're going to be teaching some classes there. We have a great team of psychics and a great team of teachers, right? Yes, absolutely. The class schedule is going to be amazing. We also have free coffee. Ooh, coffee. Who doesn't love coffee? Oh, yeah. Mormons. That, no, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> no, but uh, we have a great lineup uh, uh, of, of of psychics and practitioners. Absolutely. Right. Uh, we are from Norse to light work, uh, which brujeria, all that is included. Astrology. Uh, so numerology. Numerology. Yeah, we have all types of practitioners. Yeah, different types of healing. Not only not only Reiki. Yep. Right, there's other types of energetic uh, healing and sound healing. Sound healing, energy work, all the all kinds and of everybody things. Everybody is welcome. Everyone. Yes, everybody's welcome. I don't care what you practice, where you're from, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You can be an atheist and you're welcome. We'll find something for you. Even if it's a damn <laughs> incense, I got something for you. Yeah. Um, any other announcements that we we have? No, Not that I can think of, because I feel like I'm forgetting something for some reason. I don't have one for us, but I do know that I that the uh, new episode of the Pagan Chronicle is just about to be released. Ah, that so was it. Thank if you. If you have a any interest in checking out this paper, it's amazing. Go check it out. It's going to be at the majority of your local metaphysical shops. Yeah, um, it's going to be in the majority of the metaphysical shop. Uh, Tabitha has an, uh, two articles there. I have an article there. And also, uh, Brynhild has an article there yes. as well. Yep. And yep. she's uh, one of our Norse practitioners. Um, and, and the Mystic Frog is going to be carrying it as well. Absolutely. Well, and I do believe it comes out tomorrow. Yep. Tomorrow and tomorrow will be delivered too. Yep. Yeah. So that is uh, that is 
a way to connect with us. If you're not uh, from Utah, you can actually go to their website and um, subscribe mm. as well. Yep. Yeah. And uh, also, I want to, if you are looking for some witchy stuff, right? And handcrafts and okay. all that. Um, crescentoras.com. Um, you can check us out, and some of our stuff will be also at, at the Mystic Frog. The That's Mystic right. Frog. You guys, she's got some great custom stuff. <laughs> great custom products. Amazing. She's got some talent. And again, if you do not live in Utah and you are looking to get a reading from one of the practitioners at the shop, right? Maybe it won't, you know, maybe this Saturday will not be the best day, but you can actually do also phone readings with other practitioners at the shop. Also, if you're not here, if you're in Utah, we can ship. So if you want to anything, you just get let us know and we can find it and we can get it for you. If it's something that be in, you know, if from incense to, you know, just uh, crystals or whatever, we can figure it out and find it for you. Yep. So should we say goodbye? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and remember... Always look under the bed. There might be a witch waiting for you. But we ain't got time for that. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I know. So hope everybody enjoys this episode. And everybody, on to the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.